Artlist.io. Every single day I feel the pressure. Double up the weight, let's make it extra. Working so my mother get a rest, yeah. Working like I never know I'm best, yeah. Every single day I feel the pressure. What's up, what's up? We got What Are You Made Of show back here today in that one studio. It's your boy C-Rock. Got my man Chris Duffin in the building. We're going to find out what this guy's made of, man. He's known as the Mad Scientist Duffin on Instagram. Go check him out. Mad underscore scientist underscore Duffin. I found him on Instagram, and I'm like, dude, I got to reach out to this guy. I'm a maniac, by the way, when it comes to reaching out to people on Instagram. I just, I don't, I have no inhibition. Or, yeah, no inhibition. I, I just roll. Like, I'll open up and DM people, and if they don't answer, I'll hit them again. Hey, man, I want to follow up with you. Uh, my I, intention I, is so I, I strong. I love that. I love that. You know? Yeah, dude. And I, I, I my intention is so strong, I just I just have to get what I want sometimes. Not everybody answers, but most most people do. And uh, there's been some amazing things that have happened since I've had these 15 minis with people that I reach out to. Anyway, Chris Duffin's in the building. He's the author of The Eagle and the Dragon. Guys, I got to get this book, man. And he's an entrepreneur, mad scientist, obviously, does done so many things. We're going to talk about these things. You guys can check them out. Like I said, uh, what's your website, by the way, Chris? I have your uh, Instagram. Yeah, you, can, but- you can just go to chrisduffin.com and then. Yeah, you go. Makes it easy. It, 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 don't, don't overcomplicate it for people. If you type my name in, I'll be the thing that shows up. It's like muffin, except with a D instead of an M. You know, it's pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty easy. You type it in, whatever it is, I'll pop up. Don't need to remember any avatars or whatever. Just keep it simple. There you go. Hey, this is, you know, he's different, guys. Most people aren't like that. We got to point them in a direction and make it complicated. <laughs> he's done a great job like I've done with just personal brand. Hey, people ask me for my number, my business card all the time. I'm like, dude, Google me and you can find anything you need, man. It's easy. I made it easy for you. So anyway. I, 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 people always like, yeah, you go to a convention or your show somewhere. Can you have a card? I'm like, yep. a card? I don't have yep. a business card. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have the same way. I'm like, about. Uh, business cards get lost in the the the, the freaking uh, washing machine sure. and everything else. So yeah, talk to talk to my partner. Talk to someone. <laughs> they'll, yeah, they'll have dude. something. <laughs> Google me. What do they say? Google me, bitch. No, I, we, I don't, I'm not like that. But <laughs> no, no. And I... anyway, listen. I've seen the strength that you've uh, portrayed in some of these things, man. And I love lifting. I don't know if you can tell. I got a little bit of muscle. I love lifting. I love performance. I love you know mental performance and all that. So I'm really interested in finding out what you're made of. But let's ask that question now because that's the way we start the show. What are you made yeah. of, Chris? You got that on your wall. I love that. What are you made of? It's straightforward. Oh, what what's behind me here? Architect of resilience. I'm made of fucking resilience, man. That's that's my mojo, and I'm about creating shit. And so that's my goal is to help people create a better quality of life, to be able to create, become their architect themselves of what they want to be and become that version of themselves through, you know, working against the chaos and the fucking shit in the world today and finding the beauty in the moments in there when everybody's focused on that negativity going, how can I reframe this? How can I be, you know, some kid that has nothing? I I mean, I grew up in the sticks. I grew up homeless in the wilderness. And we're talking like being taught how to capture and handle live rattlesnakes at six years old. It's actually the opening to my book is, is that. And, you know, go shopping in junkyards, go shop in, in, in the garbage dumps and heaps. And, you know, I'd be finding parts of an old bicycle or whatever, finding different pieces and trying to create something because that's the only way I'd be able to get things. And for me is being able to find the beauty in everybody else's trash, everybody else's waste and not being able to 
you know, have the, the negative implications around that. And so I learned a lot in my early life of growing up in that fashion. This is in Northern California, an area called Murder Mountain. There's a documentary about it. And we live about 50 miles deeper and more remote. So I dealt with Damn. murderers. I dealt with a serial killer. I dealt with human trafficking. I mean, you fucking name it. I lived it. And I ended up taking custody of my three younger siblings while I got myself out of that situation, put myself through college, was chasing my career. And that's, you know, essentially the first half of the, my book. It's on Audible, by the way. So make it easy for you, Mike. I know. Don't make it easy. Just download the Audible. Listen to it. I read it, too. But I had this, yeah, dude, I had this conversation this morning with a guy and he was like, is it on Audible? I was talking about a book and I'm like, man, I like to read. I'm, I'm a reader. <laughs> I, just, I love it. Something okay. about it, man. I've developed, yep. you know, I don't know. Anyway. That, that's great to hear. I just, a lot of people today find it a lot easier to consume the audio with, well, which is why we're podcasting, right? Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> that's the first half of my book is about finding your strengths, really finding yourself and the things that you want your values, like the things that are really important to you in life. And then the second half of my book, it's called the Eagle is the, you know, flying to whatever heights you're capable of, whatever you're capable of achieving within this world and realizing that the only thing holding yourself back at the end of the day is yourself. And so I've got two giant Eagles, one across my stomach and my back, and they're both shackled to my ankle. I had those done at 18 years old, 40 Damn. hour tattoo that covers almost the full scope of my, my body, because that was the message that I was embodying. And I went on to become a corporate turnaround executive. I raised my three sisters, got them moved on in the world and started doing, I was running aerospace and automotive manufacturing companies. And then the second half of the book, oh yeah, I lifted a lot of weights. I was like the number one ranked power lifter in the world for eight years straight during that time. And the second half of the book is the dragon, the Ouroboros. And so Around 38 years old or so, I got this giant Ouroboros dragon across my chest, my shoulders. You can see some of it on my arm here, all across my back, and comes around. It's eating its own tail. And that is the story of creating yourself, eating the old, becoming the new, the purposeful reinvention. It is about deciding who specifically you want to be in this world and becoming that person. And so I walked away from that career. I walked away from a relationship that I'd entered that I never was really, I didn't, I wasn't passionate about. We had two kids. We exited successfully. I exited some, you know, longstanding other relationships in my life. I essentially walked away from everything except for my kids. Got a, sold my homes. I'm in an apartment with my two kids starting my businesses. And that was Kabuki Strength, Barefoot, and then uh, Barefoot Athletics, the shoe company, and then uh, build fast formula, the supplement company, Kabuki strength. I created new products and ideas and I penetrated sports performance pass faster than any other company in history. I work with every single major league baseball team, about 90% of the NFL, sorry, 90% of the NBA and about 80% of the NFL. And that happened in a matter of like four years. And so, but it was, I wanted my products, everything that I'm doing with my, my companies is about resilience. It's about getting people so that they can recover better, move better, handle those things in life. And then my, my book and my speaking and everything I do is around the mental side. And that's just, I'm just, I'm, I'm living, breathing passion, man. That's, I, that's where I'm going. So love it. I love yeah. it. No, so I got so much to unpack there, man. You said a lot and I, it, so first of all, purpose on, on earth, 
human purpose on earth. Doesn't it seem like human purpose on earth is to get to where you're capable of getting to, but yet, like you said, we're the biggest enemy and keeper from that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, kind we of are. A, it's, it's a weird dichotomy in a way. And, and that's the thing that's holding us back a lot of times, even on the mental perspective is these fears and anxieties that we have, these projections of what, like what people think about us, what job do I take? Or my parents feel about that. How am I going to school? Like we end up trying to fulfill these visions of what other people's expectations of us are instead of really understanding what are our core values? How do we want to present in this world? What do we want to be aligned with? And how, how do we want to you know, be that agent of change in the way that is important to us? And, and, and that's where the, you know, the architect comes in. Like, trying to find that because nobody, no one has the answer. You could look to whatever mentor guide that you want. You could read my book or anybody else's book and nobody has the fucking answer for how you should live and what you should be. And you got to turn inward and you got to be willing to do that on your own and not be guided by anybody in that process or to be held to anybody's expectations of what that is. I was told I was fucking crazy when I started, when I walked away from what I, the way I lived. And because I had a pretty nice life. I had a, a house with a white picket fence, I was married, a couple of kids, job. I, I mean, I was known for what I was done. People, yeah, I, I was in a very secure spot and I went to very unsecure. And, and, and did you wake up some mornings after that thinking to yourself, like, what the hell am I doing? What the hell oh, have I done? Yeah, that, that is, so. There, there's a process to this. I, I call it the six P's of personal development, but there's this pace, place you get to where you're on what I call the, the precipice. You can see this place that you want to be, like this goal, whatever it is, it's way out there. It's a peak on the other end, but to, to get there, you got to take this step and that's into the abyss, like this, this drop. And once you take that step, you, you're taking a step into the un, unknown. It's the only way to grow is to be willing to go into that unknown space that nobody can guide you on. And as you do that, that's when you learn about yourself. So you take that step and now you're in this free fall. I call it the plunge, the six piece. I'm just, <laughs> but that's when you're like, oh my God, what have I done? Where am I going? And, and that's when the fear, the anxieties, all that stuff starts kicking up. And people often want to shut that down. Like that's the be tough mantra, like be tougher. Nobody, you know, yeah, <laughs> no fear, whatever. Right. Yeah. Bullshit. We all have fear. We all are scared. We all have insecurities. Turn into them and go, why is that? What is the deeper thing behind that? And that's your opportunity to learn. But then, yeah, you get to the part where you're in the, the pit, I call it. And the pit is like when you're at the bottom, like, you know, here I am I'm living in an apartment. I don't have any income. I'm trying to take care of my kids. I don't know where I'm going. And like, oh, fuck. How do I get out of this? <laughs> like, I, I don't know how. So I, I, I find some more stuff I have in storage to sell on eBay. Like, what have I done? And, and, and there's a process to that, though. And, and it's a really important process. And I, this has been uh, clinically validated as well. Uh, since I've actually was listening to an Andrew Huberman podcast and he had one of his coworkers on, they were talking about it and they had some different words for it, but it was the same three, three components 
to getting yourself through those moments. And the first one of those is just acknowledging like, oh shit, I'm in one of those points in my life. And I know you've been through this, Mike. Like I'm in the pit. Like I just need, oh yeah, I'm here. And then the second step of just like basically just acknowledging it is to sit there and go, I'm going to celebrate this. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to celebrate this because this is the moment that I'm going to be, that's going to be in my book, <laughs> whether I write it or not. It might be the moments I'm telling my kids and my grandkids, even if it's something like that I can't share in that fashion, it's going to be the, the things that when I'm on my deathbed, that I'm not going to be sitting there going, I have regrets that I didn't try. I didn't push myself. I didn't, you know what? I overcame stuff. And when I, when I get to the other side of this, I'm going to be so fucking proud. I'm going to be so motherfucking strong that nothing can take me down. Like that is what I need to celebrate is like, holy shit. When I get where I'm at right now, when I get through this, yeah, that's right. I, yeah, yep. yeah, you're sure that, that one, this is that one, that one moment. Right. And, and so you, that is a huge moment to celebrate. And then the third step is now to leverage that. So ACL, acknowledge, celebrate, leverage, because, oh, this means I care. The fact that I have all these emotions going on, I care about where I'm at, and where I'm going. And that means I'm going to deliver my best performance, whether it's stepping on a micro, there's micro moments of these two. There are always opportunities to, to grow yourself is taking those. Like maybe it's like getting up in public speaking and like, oh, my palms are sweating and I'm worried. I can't wait till I get to the day, like to be like X speaker and they don't have that. Yeah. Guess what? They still do probably. And that's what drives them to be able to, oh, because they care. If they didn't care, they wouldn't perform well, which means they wouldn't have the anxiety, the fear that the, whatever it is. So you have this as an opportunity, the fact that you do feel so much around this moment of the pit that your best performance is going to come to it, to the play. And then you I start doing the pole and that's the climb towards that, that peak. And you get up there, you rest a little bit, you recover, you need to do your self care and reflect on where I've been. And that's the, you know, that's the plateau. And then guess what you do? You repeat it again. Cause if you don't, you're going to get soft. You're going to get weak. And again, we I recognize that you need to spend some time up there because there's this, this grind mentality that's out there that it's like, you never stop. You're always just hammering. And guess what? If you just keep, if you don't climb fully out and you take the next one and the next one, at some point you're not recovering. And that's my life younger. Most people didn't survive what I went through because that's called trauma. Like mm -hmm. when you go too far. And so it's really a practice effort of knowing where are also the micro moments in your life so that you can start developing those strengths? Like, hey, you're not going to handle, you know, taking and starting a company and leading 20 or 50 people if you haven't successfully been able to, you know, figure out conflict management and dealing with re resolution with, you know, a coworker. <laughs> you know, like, hey, you've got a pit in your stomach about dealing with a conversation with your boss. That's a moment. It's a micro pit. It's an opportunity to step into the unknown. I don't know how this is going to come out, but guess what? I'm going to be strong. Confront. Yeah. Yeah. Confront. Um, you know, maybe the first step is like, I need to take a different job. I need to go back to school. Like, just it's scary. Yeah. It's twisting. Go take it. I can't tell you that 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 choice is going to be successful, but the outcome is because you're 
going to get stronger from those micro moments to be able to handle the big shit at life. And here's the thing. If you don't, if you want to sit there on this plat, you know, riding that plateau the whole life and just go, I got to, you know, I'm, I'm good. I don't need that. Well, I, I, I've got something to tell you. Life fucking comes at you. Life comes at you hard and you're going to get smacked upside the head and you're not going to be ready for it. And you've seen people around you that this has happened to and something happens, a death in the family, whatever it is. And they just lock down. They can't even handle. Right. Because we have to. It's just like if I don't go to the gym. What happens? Atrophy. I mean, this is basic human physiology. If I break my arm, well. It heals because there's something that happened to the bone, but the arm immediately starts getting weak in the cast, right? Yep. This is human life as a whole. In the biodome years ago, they had a problem. The trees would go to a certain height. I think Jay Shetty talks about this. And they would just fall over. They couldn't figure it out for the longest time. They realized, oh, that's because they don't have the wind hammering against them. They don't have the elements yeah, telling the bark to grow yeah. thick and hard, the roots to grow deep and dive into the ground. So they killed themselves. They grew too tall and just didn't have strength anymore and fell down. Damn. Like, yeah. Just like you have to have. I mean, this is so when this isn't some ethereal statement or just based because I'm a I'm a lifter and I'm talking muscles like. This is that 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 tree that's like scrambling up through a crack in the pavement or out on a, a rocky outcrop, right? This is the essence of life. Life, any biological thing, is to struggle against the environment. And if we don't have yep. that struggle, we die. Now, so, if I so, so wait a minute, but you're you're saying, and I agree with this, right? Like, if we can embrace suffering, if we can learn to enjoy Mondays, if we Monday becomes your favorite day of the week, you win. I can't tell you how long people would laugh at me and be like, Monday, it's the best day of the week. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, you got the whole week ahead of you. Like, the hammer bro, stuff I can't out. Stand Challenges the to come on. Like, I can't stand the weekends, uh, bro. Like, I get so depressed on Sunday. Not depressed, but like, but, I'm just not in my element on Sunday. I can't wait. Monday, come on, let's go, everybody. Let's By the go. Way, yeah. I, I, I don't mind working on weekends. I work on weekends. The problem a lot of times you have is the people that I serve, and a lot of this is for everybody, the people you serve are, are in la-la land because they're in the weekend. So it's hard to do your job on the weekends. So yeah. You got to prepare. I love interacting with people. And so Monday, yeah, Monday's my favorite day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to spend reflective time, like the planning, like Sunday night. The, a lot of people have like a morning routine. I have an evening routine before bed where I think I take notes. I, I, I'm planning for my next day. So I just wake up and I'm ready to roll. Right. It doesn't matter where you have it. I think people get overly caught up in like, you know, I've got to have X routine like so-and-so does. It doesn't matter. It's a matter around having space to reflect on where have I, where have I been, right? What are the good? What do I have to learn? Where, and then what's my next step from it? Because this is life as a whole, like spending that inward time and recognizing one, your own failures. And by failures, I mean, not focusing on it so much, but understanding why that is, what it is it about myself, because this is every time is an opportunity to learn. I mean, there's people that yeah. I, I watched in my career. I've, I've, I've managed thousands of people literally over the course of my career. And some people will, in a year's time frame, learn 10 years worth of stuff. And there's other people that will sit there and just come in every week, Monday through Friday, Wednesday's hump day, can't wait to get to Friday. And their whole life is li like this. A cycle. Yeah, a and, cycle. 
they're not engaged. So they're not engaged in work ends up. They're not engaged at home. They're not engaged with their kids. They're not in like, and, and, and in 10 years, they don't even learn. They don't advance a years. Like, I feel like throwing up when you talk about that. I, but it's, it's the reality of most of the world though. Is it? I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I think yeah. and everybody's been there at some point, even if you're not now yeah. at some point, you know, so Chris, let me ask you this. So I got two things I want to deal with here. One is a lot of people do startups, right? And everybody that does tech startup or some kind of startup that could be in some big place like the NBA or like the MLB, they get this idea like, Oh man, I'm going to get this in major league baseball. They don't know where to do it or how to do it. How did you get involved and get into such a big organization, which obviously helps you scale. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tricky thing because everybody actually wants to start, you know, at the, at the top. Right. And I, I accidentally did. I was like, Oh, we'll start, we'll get in high schools and then we'll get in colleges and, you know, slowly work up. But I found out like, if you create a great product or service, the people that are professionals, they know they get it. And so if you get in with one person, they're going to give you the intro to the next person. I went in my first meeting with the LA Dodgers. I went in and started going through. It's just like, it's like be an authority and be willing to give. So I went in to luckily get a 15 minute presentation. You know, next thing you know, I'm like three hours in and they've called in all their staff because I'm doing a mini clinic and they're just like, this fucking person knows their shit. And I'm walking out the door with the head strength coach after, you know, four hours worth of work. And he's like, you know, just so you know, like, we usually don't let anybody in the door. And if they do, it's just a cursory. And the next day I had six meetings lined up with other major league baseball teams. Right. And then those pe people move around. So it's a, it's a oh, game. A it's minute, a long minute. game. But by the way, why, why if the Dodgers got access to this? Why did they want to share it with other teams that fast? Well, <laughs> that's a good question. You're dealing with people, though, and people, you, you, you got to think about the long game over a career. They develop relationships, their own relationships. Yeah. And so, you know, this team over here, my buddy works at, we were tight for years. We went through the trenches like, hey, is there anybody that you would, you know, ask for that? You know, it's a basic sales thing. Like, yeah, 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 of course. You know, is there any introductions, anybody that you think you could talk to? We're not going to go, I'm going to have you reach out to the New York Yankees, but they're going to go, hey, my buddy, you know, Mike over here, well, let me set something up. You can Cashman. talk to him. Let like, me get right? you in touch with Cashman. And, and then it grows. <laughs> yeah. And then it grows because, oh, yeah, I was actually just texting with the, uh, the, head, the head guy at the uh, uh, Yankees last night. Uh, it's going to be on my podcast here shortly. Awesome. But, <clears throat> so they move around. Like people, it's a network, right? So, you know, people work for a while, then they go somewhere else and they go somewhere else. And if you have a quality product, if you're not just in there. So what they're used to is people coming and trying to sell you a gimmick and focused on the sale and focused on, and I'm, I'm a horrible salesperson. Honestly, I don't even know how to sell. I'm just focused on sharing and, you know, I have other people that'll come in and close a deal or whatever it is. Like, hey, can yeah. we get an order? Like, that's not my... It's all about building that relationship, right? And, and that speaks. And then those people over time are moving around. And it's like, hey, you got the LA Dodgers and you got their 12 people on staff. Well, six years later, those 12 people are on 12 different teams who've introduced other people who now have gone to other teams. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, I work in a thousand college, somewhere between 900 to a thousand colleges. Every single major team that you can think of, right? 
that's how that that's how that with, stuff happens. How'd you get in with the Dodgers though? Like what was the initial? Good question. I don't remember, but it was something similar. I yeah. Yeah. Uh, through relationships. I, I, yeah, it was uh it was somebody from another team, I can't remember, bought a product, it reached out, so on. And yeah, it just that's just where now the first start though is because of the education. So I started people like, man, you, you blew up so fast. You came out of nowhere. Well, no, I, I started my company 10 years before I started my company. Yep. People are like, Oh, yep. I want to, I want to, I love this trainers. Like I, I, how do I go, you know, I just got done with school and I want to start an online coaching company. How do I go about doing this? I'm like, go get a job at 24 hour fitness as a trainer. Like, no, no, no. I'm like, you need to like learn how to like coach people, have interactions, do all this. Okay. Now, once you've done that for a number of years, now maybe start writing some articles. Okay. Now you've got those out. All right. You're going to start building on this. So I started on the forums around like 2003. I started my YouTube around 2007. I grew my YouTube slowly to like 60 or 70,000 over a 10 year period of time. I started writing. So I started writing for other companies after I've been training for 20 years, like not, not the first year, 20 years. I'm like, mm -hmm. all right, I'm going to start writing. And I'm not suggesting you wait that long. So around 2010, I started training in 1988, by the way, 2010, I started writing. I'd been coaching people on the side now for 10 years. I started writing uh, for elite FTS and breaking muscle and so on. And Anyway, I became an authority de facto in the industry, like my shoe brand. I trained shoeless for six years and did education on foot mechanics until people are like, I can't go shoeless in my gym. What do I do? Like, well, all the products out there are crap. So how about I fill that? You don't go in, how do I sell and some, move something first, right? Create authenticity, solve a problem, be respected, be known. Uh, provide value. Sorry, I turned that off. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> My air compressor just kicked in. The beauty of being in the shop and forgetting to turn things off. So. No, dude, this is how I do my show. It's all organic, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, so I, I love my back. So the reason I do this is life is dirty and gritty, and everybody wants to put out this, you know, beautiful like perception of themselves photos maybe they're photoshopping lighting's just got to be right I'm not saying i don't do that at times too but I, I i try to show the ugly you roll through my feed and you'll be see me talking about it, you know, shitty shit in my life and like because I, I know i'm going to get to the other side right i think and, this I, I think and, this actually kicks out some of the background noise anyway afterwards so we might not nice. even be able to hear it but it's not <laughs> bad anyway no but dude listen so i i've <laughs> I talk about this all the time, the amount of time you have to put into building yourself before anybody sees any results, before you see results, but it's like constantly in the dark, putting in the work, and then you come out, like you said, and people think that it's like an overnight success, but they don't see all the grind that you've done, the sleepless nights, the waking up, not wanting to do something one day, not wanting to face the world sometimes, and then the efforts in the gym, the sweat, and the, everything that goes into it, and they think it just happens. And uh, that's why I always talk about, Chris, that success, the journey is invisible. It, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And there's so much. But that's also all the real things that provide you something to be proud of. It's not the front. Everybody's focused on 
this outward facing and the goal, the accomplishment. And that that's not it. It's about the path. And that sounds so cliche, but honestly, the the most amazing things in life are those things that you always hear in cliches. At the end of the day, there, there's a reason they're repeated. 100%. Nobody spends the time to go, why is, why do I really, let me think about the one sentence and really spend some depth and you'll realize, wow, that's, that's really an epiphany. That's transformational. And life is about the journey because it is, if you want to, those things, the end of the day, being an NFL snar could be taken away at any moment, right? Why do you want to be it? What is the work that you've done to get there? If that gets taken away, I'm so strong and resilient now, and I have so much skills built up that my startup that failed, and now I, I've invested all this, it's gone. But you have your network. <laughs> you have you know, the, 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 your, your internal strength. You've got a knowledge base that nobody can fucking take from you. Um, you your knowledge can never be taken from you. Yep. And, and, yep. and so these things, like, oh, like right now, if I lost my Kabuki Strength, for example, my biggest company, that's one that's like, you know, everywhere. Anybody that's an, anyone in sports performance, my shit's in the White House used by our, you know, your commander oh, in chief. I mean, like, like <laughs> I mean, like every branch of the military, you, you fucking name it. Like we're there. But if it went away, I'd be like, okay. Because I've done all the work. It wasn't some instant overnight success. I know that. Oh, that's a nice, that's nice. Any point in time, take a look at your life and go, what if this is just my starting point? What would I do if I started today? Right? Strip away all the external, the, those other things that you have. What could I do? What could I do right now if I had nothing? And now go, now take a step back and go, oh, oh, actually, and I am sitting here and I have all these things to leverage now with the companies or my work or wherever it is, that's just extra awesome assets that I'm sitting right now that I can use. So not like everybody's mm -hmm. focused on this. So right. This thought process of preservation. How do I not lose what I have? And that creates scare. And like I said, scare is good and knowing what's important to you, but it really holds people back because you can't be creative you can't really see your full potential. You can't see all the hidden things. So when I talk about leveraging, finding the beauty and chaos in the world and like me digging through the garbage, right? I had nothing. So I could see this value of what everybody else didn't. They threw it away. And you're blinded right now because you have a job or you have a company or you have whatever it is. And you're going, what? God, I, I better not blow it on this project or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get fired or, you know, this happens and I'm going to piss somebody off and like all these things and they're holding you back. It's freaking prisoner mode. It, That's prisoner you, it, mode, bro. So when you're in self-preservation <sighs> mode, so free yourself. So do an yeah. exercise. This is, I think this is a good takeaway for today. We've covered a lot of shit, but like sit back and go, I have nothing right now. What would I do? Where would I want to go? And then really give that some depth and now roll back into the moment and realize the, the greatness of all the assets that you already have to now facilitate making those moves. Huge. Not self-preservation. And it will create 
open your mind to the potential possibilities of what's out there in the world. It's huge, dude. All right, as we wind down here, Chris, I love this stuff, man. I'm eating it up. Um, what I want to do real quick, vulnerability and transparency, okay? The stuff that you went through as a kid, right? One, what made you choose the right road? Because a lot of times people go through that and they go into the drugs and alcohol and everything else. Um, but what made you choose the right road? And number two, what are things that you still with, deal with today from going through that that somebody might not know? Yeah, yeah. I don't really have a great answer because I did watch a lot of people die around me in drugs. I mean, you, you, you name types of trauma. I've literally had like everything. And, you know, my brother, I didn't mention him, but you know, he's out of prison again. He's living in the mountains in California where I used to be uh, dealing with his addiction because he can't function in society. Um, that's where a lot of people ended up that I grew up with. And I, I wish I could say, something, you know, with a great epiphany. But I think that I potentially had just a little bit stronger baseline level of resilience than a lot of people. We all have anybody walking into a gym has a different starting point. Right. But here's the here is the, the beautiful thing. Everybody has the ability to increase your baseline resilience. Right. Every day you have that opportunity. And so I had a good starting point given and that helped me a lot. And I, and I definitely have had my struggle with addiction, uh, alcohol, very specifically. I talk about that in my book. Uh, and you know, mental health is an ongoing issue for me in my life, uh, it comes in phases and it continually gets, you know, a little better, uh, but it is, uh, it is certainly something that's not, it's never not there, right? Right. And I really encourage anyone, you know, if you're dealing with stuff like that, it's not a matter of I'm so tough or I'm too tough and I can't, you know, I, I don't need help. It's still every opportunity that you have, like, let's say, you know, dealing with like myself, dealing with depression issues. The more you learn about that and the more that you learn how to handle it, those are opportunities like having a, a coach, a therapist or whoever guide you through introspection. Like, how is that not valuable? Why would you not want to do that to learn more about yourself and how to, how to handle those conversations with yourself and then be able to then provide that and help people around you as well, right? Like, this is... That's not a weakness. And we get caught up really heavy in kind of our macho world sometimes around some of this stuff. And, and, and I go, that is, that is not the, the approach that we want to take. Like, um, you know, don't push your, burn yourself into the ground. Yeah. And so, 100%. so just recognizing that no matter who you're looking at has issues, there's no, you can look out there and look at the, the model for what you want for a life and who you want to be, it doesn't exist. And every single person has their own shit. And my shit is not worse than anyone else's. Mine makes great stories for me to be able to articulate it. But where you're at in your life and the things that you're dealing, it may be just as bad for you. I'm not trying to say, oh, woe is me or... I've been through more than you or not. No, it's just my 
it's my ability to use that as a story. Yeah, dude. Listen, you know, I, I, I think everybody talks to themselves. Some people don't admit it. And the thing is, who's the person that's talking to you? Do you want to educate that person? What you just said is like when you know more about it, you can handle it better, right? Well, when I'm talking to myself, I want the dude that's talking to me to be educated on how to get me out of the hole sometimes, you know? So I love that, man. I want to thank you for being here and spending time with me today, Chris. You've been phenomenal. I know the audience is going to love this. And if there's any way that I can ever serve you, man, just, you know, if you just want to talk to a dude, anytime you feel like that, dude, just shoot, shoot me a DM, call me anytime you need something, man. Uh, we're friends now. So thanks for same, being here. Chris. Same here. Really appreciate the time and let me share uh, these messages. So anyone feel free to, you know, like, follow me, reach out on my, on my site. I am putting together uh, uh, last a year ago, I did a, uh, a mentorship group and I'm turning that into a curriculum uh, that people can awesome. use. Uh, that'll be available here probably the start of January, January 1st, at uh, same time I launched the Architect for Resilience podcast that I'm currently recording. So speaking awesome. of, awesome. We'll get, Mike, so, I need to so, have you on, so I'll send you yeah, an invite. No, I'll light that bitch up, man. Let's go. So, But but here's the thing, guys, if you look up Chris Duffin, you'll find him on Instagram. Stay in tune with him, and then when he launches this program, uh, you'll see it on there because I'm sure you're going to put it on your Instagram, right? Yep, it'll be up everywhere. Okay. Uh, and you can All sign right, up cool. on the newsletter on my website. By the way, if you sign up on the newsletter on my website, you'll get exclusive discounts to all three of my companies. Uh, and I think uh, first half of my book for like free or something like that too. Um, yeah, there's a bunch that. of stuff. Go buy just, the book, just, guys. You just, don't need free. Just, yeah. Go buy the book, guys. <laughs> Go buy the book. It's called The Eagle well, and the Dragon. I give the first half away free because if you read the first half, you're going to buy the book. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm going to tell them to buy the book just by telling them to buy the book. So, hey, Chris, thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for watching. Chris, hang tight while I wrap this up. Guys, listen, that one merch is out now too. Go to thatonemerch.com, check it out. You can get the t-shirts, the hats, the, the hoodies are freaking phenomenal. I want everybody to step into being that one. You all deserve it. So just do it. Just, just do it. So, and that's your boy C Rock here from That One Studio on the What Do You Made Up Show with Chris Duffin. Until next time, be that one. Fuck, I'm